Welcome to Split, the After Ever After podcast co-hosted by family law mediator Jennifer Sanders and certified divorce coach Ashley Wood. This podcast features other divorce professionals, Q&A, tips, and updated info on all things separation, divorce, conflict resolution, and co-parenting. Whether you're newly separated or divorced, listen now for tips and advice on how to build a foundation for a more peaceful future. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Split the After Ever After podcast. My name is Ashley Wood. I am a certified divorce coach, and I am joined by Jennifer Sanders. I am an accredited family law mediator. And you are also super mom. You had a weekend. Yeah, it was, uh, well, I got one of those, you know, we're going into the weekend, it was Friday afternoon, and then I get the oldest comes home saying, like, I don't feel very good, and then you're like, yeah, I know how this is gonna go. Yeah, I've seen this before. Yeah, yeah, I know the end to this movie, so, um, yeah, so didn't really, didn't really have a weekend, and I, I thought about it a lot, I think about my, uh, my co-parents and my clients and um I have my kids all the time and so there isn't a break and then especially a sick child right you can uh yeah it's just extra on on top of it um so it is really important I I did think about my clients last week I think that that whole you know figuring out how you can take care of yourself and how you can get a break is just necessary because you can do this kind of thing for a while, but not all the time <laughs> without, without you can't. you'll be burnt out. I know. I know. I, I had someone message me on Instagram a little while ago. Cause I was talking about self-parenting or whatever. And, and she was a woman and she said very much the same thing. Like, okay, but how can I even do that. I have my kids like 99% of the time. I don't have family that lives nearby and, you know, we don't have our financials figured out yet. So I can't really afford to get a sitter. So, I mean, yeah, self-care sounds nice, but what do you do? I know. And I was in that boat for many years in the past as well. And I think it's a lot about, even if it's, I mean, it's not perfect, but even if it's like, okay, the kids get up at such and such time, like I'm going to get up earlier to have an hour to myself or, you know, once they're in bed, I'm going to take that one hour and instead of just being on my phone, I'm going to, or I'm going to watch a show I really like, or do like just a little bit of time. One thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just a bit sometimes. Right. Or sometimes there is at least friends or family that could even take the kids for just even sometimes I remember it was like, can I just grocery shop by myself? Like just yeah. little <laughs> bits of time. Right. My kids are old enough now I can leave them, but I remember those years when, you know, they need care, so you can't leave them alone. But yeah, I think it's that, especially if you're an introvert, which I am, I just, I remember in some years just literally feeling like I was going crazy because I just needed to be alone for like a little bit of time. (laughs) I need to Um, leave the compound. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah so some people that might be yeah the extroverts they just need to find some time with friends but um I know it's not perfect sometimes and not like you can take a week away but just little bits little moments where you can kind of tap back into yourself I think are 
Yeah. yeah. And I think, um, I've seen this with some of my clients too, where, you know, there are people in their circle, but they have a hard time asking for help. Like the client, um, you know, well, you know, they said they wanted to help early on or my parents, but they're busy too. And, you know, I would imagine that in most cases, family and friends, like they really do want to help. And I think, sometimes they stop offering other because they're not, you know, it's not right in front of them or they don't really know what to do. So it is like, we do need to take some of that responsibility on to, to ask for help. Even if it is just like, can you come by for 20 minutes so I can go to Costco without someone asking for everything that they see? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, yeah. If your kids are little, like someone just come by one evening a week, even when they're already in bed. So you can go out for a couple hours. Like, yeah, it's just really important. Um, so yeah, I, now speaking of that after this weekend, I need a weekend. So I'm going (laughs) to, are you asking me to come over? (laughs) (laughs) And I know you would, I know you would. I would. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it happens. The sickness is passed now, hopefully, but, um, yeah, it's, it just, it brought that up. I always, I'm, I know you're the same way. I do have whatever clients I have on my mind all the time, a little bit, right. Trying to get some, uh, break, some, some, um, break from it, but I know people's situations, people are going through a lot of stuff. So I for sure do think of people. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're speaking to you right now, we're thinking of you, we're holding space for you and we are giving you a gentle push to ask for what you need and not feel bad about it. (laughs) Not feel bad about it. Exactly. Exactly. So today on the show, we are speaking with another duo parent team. So to Brandon and Jen from uh, parent team, if you follow us on Instagram, you've probably seen us share their content. Um, and we talk um, a little bit about their uh, parenting from two homes course. Um, which I have been using as a part of my coaching practice as well. Brandon is a family therapist and a uh, neutral in the divorce process. So she is a mediator as well. And Jen is a financial planner and also a mediator. So it was really interesting to speak um, once again about the financial um, component of divorce, but this time just kind of on a deeper day-to-day level and how that can play out into um, certain co-parenting conflicts and then they shared some tools and strategies from their course which I think are just really helpful yeah these uh, you know they're pros so I love speaking with people that have just been doing it for years and years many hundreds of clients and just speaking from professional experience and yeah I love this interview because as soon as you hear them speak you know they know what they're talking about um and have a lot of concrete examples and um I think it's yeah there's lots of info in this one so without further ado enjoy this episode with Brandon and Jen from Parent Team Brandon and Jen, thank you so much for joining us this morning and welcome to, to our podcast split. How are you? Great. And we appreciate you guys you having us. Yay. Yeah. Thanks so much for, for inviting us. We love what you guys do and it's really neat to, to chat. Yes. Yeah, team to team. We're excited to talk to you. 
Yeah, exactly. So if you can both tell our audience just a little bit about your individual backgrounds and what brought you then to do this collaboration and create Parent Team and and now your course, Parenting from Two Homes. Cool. Brandon, you want to kick it off? Uh, Sure. So uh, my name is Brandon Morkyris, and I have worked in the mental health field and more specifically children's mental health and family mental health for about 20 years. Um, I worked in rural settings uh, and urban settings and hospital settings and kind of all over in families in different structures and different parts of their lives for a long time. And when I was uh, started here in Bozeman, I, I started to work as a collaborative practitioner. So a neutral mental health professional in the collaborative process. And that's helping couples really navigate their divorce. Um, And when there's a parenting plan, I would work offline with them. So I really started to work with a lot of co-parents. And so as the mental health neutral, there's also my counterpart, which is the financial neutral. And I started working with this woman, Jen. Um, And so we would do these collaborative divorces with uh, different couples. And then our attorneys, um, each couple would have an attorney or each individual client would have an attorney. And I think Jen and I just both won me individually in my office, working with co-parents, working through that process, helping them write their parenting plans and guiding them. And then I'm also a trained mediator. So doing that piece as well, I just really noticed so many pieces that were missing. They get their parenting plan done and then we send them off into the world and there are no tools. There's a few books out there. Um, and there's, there's a couple really wonderful ones, but really guidance. And Jen and I would constantly have these conversations. You know, we're like, we've got to be able to do more, one, even proactively before families get to this point, but sometimes they're not going to stay together and that's okay. And so what can we do? And so as neutrals, we came together and I think the way we're trained, we're really able to, I always say, I work really hard to see your side, but I don't take your side. And I tell parents that because it's not helpful. And I was a clinical mental health therapist and I have kids sit on my couch every day. And 85% of my practice is with kids with two homes. So I really, I hear the stories. I hear what's hard for them. So I tell their parents, I'm not going to take your side, but I'm going to listen and I'm going to see your side. So Jen and I just constantly had these thoughts and one day we're like, let's do it. Let's create something. Let's create a course that's easy. It's online. Go at your own pace, privacy of your own home, because there's a lot of stigma still in our culture around divorce and separation. Um, And Jen and I are also really wonderful friends. And so we trust each other. We have kind of that same outlook, Um, but I'll let her give kind of her, her perspective too. You did such a good job. I don't know. (laughs) As Brandon had mentioned, I'm kind of the the financial component of of parent team and how I came across the collaborative work. And that's really how Brandon and I crossed paths was um, my husband and I have our own business. We're independent wealth advisors. And so there was a practice group in Bozeman that was um, looking to add another financial neutral into that collaborative role. And I, I jumped on it. Um, I think it's so critical that families that are making a transition into two homes have the support that they, that they want, that either for with the couple and really at the end of the day, a lot of people are doing what they're doing 
um, you know, for their kids and making sure to do whatever they can to not put them in the middle. And I think that's been the focus for Brandon and I, um, looking at the lens financially and then from the mental health standpoint, really to think about how we give the support to families because, I mean, we're not even taught in school how to navigate relationships when we're intact, let alone when we're, um, you know, when we're going through transition, divorce, separation. And so I think that's something that we've always really wanted to hold a focus to is the, the tactics, not just the statistics and the, you know, these are the things that happen. Because I think there's, there are some resources out there for that, but okay, now how do I make sure I'm not putting my kid in the middle? How do I make sure that there's not ongoing, um, you know, just um, dysfunction or um, trauma for my, my kids? And that's really what has rooted our, our mission and making sure that parents feel confident that they're not putting their kids in the middle and that divorce is not going to negatively impact the kids when done in a really helpful manner. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think sometimes um, I have seen this with my clients, like when you're going through the divorce process and you think of the financial side of things, there's these big decisions like what should, and we've, we've talked about this on the podcast before, what should we do with the matrimonial home and division of assets and debts. But, but then once you get on the other side of that, there's so many more issues that uh, can be caused by the financial side of, of things. And I was wondering if you guys could um, speak a little bit about that, maybe, you know, just how finances play a role in common co-parenting conflicts. Once, once you've got your parenting plan in place, your divorce has been finalized, what can, what are some of the things that you've seen, um, some of the common issues, what can parents do to minimize that conflict? And then how can they manage it in a way with their co-parent, um, specifically if they're dealing with someone who's quite, we'll just say difficult, we won't use a label, just say difficult, yeah. um, manage it in a way that they are, like you said, um, you know, both of you said, keeping their kids out of the middle, not. I think, you know, what, what we try to dive into in the course and maybe just taking, taking a little bit of a step back when you think about financial decisions, whether it's somebody that is in the midst of a divorce or they're an individual that are navigating some um, financial baggage, if you will, we always talk with, with people about how there's really a combination of emotion and logic that make up any decision and really feeling like it's important that somebody understand or each individual understand what their makeup is of that that breakdown of emotional and logical. And so when you can work from that knowledge from the beginning, I think that also as a professional, we're able to help individuals even more deeply because we know that they're rooted more in emotion and less in logic. And so being able to really cater to how their mind works and sometimes when people are sticking more in emotion, they really need the logic reflected and kind of the mirror held up to demonstrate the reality testing or vice versa, where some people, they make things so in logic that then unpacking some of the emotions so that five years down the road, they're not waking up with feelings of resentment or 
that they made them so in their logical mind that emotions were forgotten. Um, Brandon, what would you what would you add to, to any of that? Yeah, no, I I totally agree. That's and that's one of those things, you know, on the cl more clinical side or when I'm working with co-parents is really helping them. It's from dialectical behavioral therapy, but it's really working with them on you have your logic mind, you have your emotion mind, and then you have your wise mind. And when we can make decisions from our wise mind, which is a blending and a combination and a weaving together of both of those, then we make those decisions just with our whole hearts and our whole heads. And I mean, I think just a little example of that is oftentimes one of the things that comes up the most is stuff right? The stuff. When you have children and you have two homes, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so, for example, we live in Bozeman, Montana. So we live very, very close to two great ski mountains. So a lot of kids here in our town ski um, or they, you know, do Nordic skiing, downhill skiing, whatever. But there's a lot of gear. There's a lot of stuff. And I've worked with a few families sometimes where they end up buying two sets of skis. And these are not families that, that have the resources to really to be able to do that easily. And there's a that's not logical, right? When we look at that, is it a pain to have to have skis go back and forth? Does it take extra planning? Absolutely. But really there's where you see kind of the blending of co-parenting and finances. Just, you can see a lot of conflict that comes up. Well, I bought them. I'm going to buy them skis at my house. I'm going to buy them skis at my house. And then we don't even have to deal with it. Okay. Well, then who pays? Like one of my interesting families, it was at, at one house, they had like race. This was an older child and they had race skis and all this really nice stuff. And at the other house, that parent was only able to go and buy secondhand skis. Well, who's the one that absorbs the complexity of that? Their kid. And when I was able to gently, compassionately guide them through that conversation, they were able to really hear and see that that felt really off when their child had great race skis one weekend. And then at the next race, they didn't have race skis. They were, you know, they had to kind of ski with other stuff. And that I wasn't a ski racer, but that matters. And really for them to see their kid was the one in the middle. Um, and so there were emotional reasons behind that. Right. It was, well, you know, one parent works a lot more and they felt bad that they weren't able to go to those races. So they wanted to provide them really nice stuff and they wanted it to come from them. When we're able to break that down and pull that apart and understand that that love doesn't come from the stuff and that that child felt loved from these things that that parent was able to show up for, they were able to release that. And sort of come and bring more logic into it and go, yeah, that makes sense. So that's just kind of an example of the financial, the co-parenting, the stuff, the two homes, sort of how all that stuff can come and blend together. Hey, listener, as you likely already know, the divorce journey can bring with it an emotional roller coaster of challenges. Whether you are navigating co-parenting, dealing with a high conflict ex, dating after divorce, or more in this new chapter, it's normal to feel overwhelmed and at times really lonely. That's why I'm excited to tell you about our new sponsor, Circles. 
Circles is an emotional support platform that connects you with a small group of others who are also going through divorce in a safe online space. Guided by mental health professionals, Circles meet weekly in group video meetings and provide support in a 24-7 group chat. And at $79 a month, that is less than the cost of a single therapy session. You don't have to go through this alone. Support is available. So head over to circlesup.com and use promo code SPLIT2022 to get the first month free and join your circle today. And what do you find is the timing in working with clients? Because I find an issue with that. If I have people who have come to me and they have been separated for some time already, they're better able to not be in that emotional brain. But Mm -hmm. sometimes I have some right now. It's just, it's so raw. They Mm -hmm. can't like to talk about skis or, you know, extraordinary expenses, like their brain, they're still trying to come to terms with the separation itself. They're crying in every session. Like it's very, very raw. But yes. sometimes they have that still that legal and financial requirement. They need, they need an agreement in place. Right. So I've been trying to sort of work with them initially and then encourage them to come back, amend things, like keep on kind of working at it. What's, what does your timeline look like with clients? Yeah, no, I completely agree with what you're saying. I, I call it a scaffolded, a scaffolded plan, right? We build scaffolding right. up and support over time. And then slowly, right, when we build that building, we take that scaffolding away and now you have your plan. Because I think you're exactly right. When when we get, you know, we always talk about the person who's at the one and the 10. The one is, I don't want this. I didn't ask for this divorce. I'm going through the stages of grief. Right now I'm in anger, Yeah. right? And we have the 10 who is, I grieved five years ago, Brandon, and I'm done. <laughs> done. And oftentimes we get the two and the nine, the one and the 10. And And they're both, you know, I just validate you're both in your right space. That's where you are. And we're going to work with that. But what that creates is the person who's in the one often feels drug through, right? And they're not ready. Like you said, they're crying in every session. They're grieving. This is hard. They're scared. Tons of fear shows up. So everything feels like I've got to keep it. And there's all this fear. And so when I'm working with someone who's like a four and under, I'm really aware of what you just said. They're not yet able to really kind of process and set those things up. But like Jen and I in the course, Jen really set up like a two home task list and a two home, like it's in the workbook, kind of how to, what do I need? And sometimes I find that the people are kind of like a a five and below homework does help them because it pulls them out of that emotional brain and a bit into that logic brain. So if you give me homework and I can even just do it, maybe, maybe my tolerance level is 10, 15 minutes, right? right? But I can step into that. I can start pulling logic. It helps me then feel a bit more empowered and I'm not sticking in that fear-based brain. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I really love about utilizing tools. Um, because I think what you're speaking to is absolutely what happens and what shows up for us. <laughs> yeah. And I see them sometimes, right. And thinking, okay, yeah, they're going to revisit this in six months and realize yes. they're, they were not in their right mind when they were making. Yes, one of the um, really interesting ones I find come that comes up on our parenting plans. We have introduction to significant others mm. and the person who is a four or below don't even ask me, Brandon. I can't even go there. 
And so we'll make, right. We'll, we'll, we will come back to those things. And if they're, you know, if they need their parenting plan, we can make an addendum, like whatever it is, we can come back to that. And I think that's the really neat thing about having a team, right. Is we can talk and see that and say, Hmm, they can't even, if they make a decision right now, it's not going to be in the best interest of their kids. No. So they've, they've mapped things out maybe a bit in their mind where they have some ideas of like what, what it might look like. And whether it's, you know, these financial decisions or it's the parenting plan. And I think being able to, whether it's giving them tasks and assignments or even working in a team approach of, of providing other um, brainstorming things that's really client led, but that, you know, we've had success or we've seen success happen when um, and then insert these different examples of things that they're struggling with. Because I think so t- so many times they come in with just what they've known or what they've seen, or maybe their parents are divorced and this is how they did it. Where when you get creative and looking at different ways to uh, navigate those issues, it's, it's helpful. And then I would segue into really, um, you know, I think, especially from the financial lens and, and Brandon, if you, if you see this too, but having the plan is so critical because then it's kind of the financial recipe. So if there's extracurriculars that come up and your kids are super active and it's like every season they're in a different sport, you're constantly having that conversation of like, well, are you paying for it? Or are you, or am I paying? Like, yeah. and it, it's, just the same thing over and over again. And so really when we work with the couples within parent team, really getting them to embrace the the idea of having a plan, both from the parenting piece, obviously you have to with, with when you navigate divorce and that, but also from a financial standpoint, so that it's just plug and play. Like for example, if they're involved in a lot of sports, parent A, Part of the plan, maybe it's that they're paying 30%. Parent B is paying 70%. So it's literally just anytime the kid signs up for something, you're plugging and playing that same, that same tape over and over because you've, you've established what that, what that plan is. And I think the layer two that we added to that after working with hundreds of, of co-parent families the layers. So there's the financial piece, which Jen was able to kind of, she's created some tools and stuff like that in the course. And then, well, what about when we don't agree, right? Mm -hmm. I want them to do guitar. I want them to do violin. I want them to be able to do this, 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 this. So we sat down and after spending so much time with families, we have a toolkit now for parent team that we use. And one of our, one of our guides is a 10 step processing guide to extracurriculars for co-parents. And it walks them through 10 different steps, all the questions that come up proactively. So we're going to meet in February to talk about six months from now. Well, what if we don't agree? And it walks you through that. How do we navigate that? What if it's on my time? What about transportation? Right? So if I don't agree, I don't want to pay for it. Okay. But at least, you know, that going into that. Right. So as long as you're following your par- your legal parenting plan, and then what are those steps outside of that? And again, what does your kid want to do? Right. What what do they want to do? That might that might be really important to you and you want them to experience that. And that's OK. We're all parent like we as parents, we want our children to experience certain things, maybe that we didn't or we did. 
But let's again, let's blend that logic with that emotion and be able to make a really wise choice for our kids. I love that so much. I obviously love the course and I'm using it now with my clients too. Um, but I, I kind of wanted to touch on one of another one of the tools that's in the course um, because I, I think in addition to all the tools for the co-parenting end of things, there's also so many strategies that are really helpful just as a, as a parent. Even if you weren't going through divorce, you will definitely, I mean, you are if you're using this course, but beyond all of that, you, you'll learn some things that are really helpful and will strengthen the relationship that you have with your child. So I'm just thinking, you know, in, in the situation we were talking about earlier, where there's a disconnect, um, you know, each parent has bought their own, whatever it may be, one's better than the other. But what about when the parents can't align and there is so much conflict that they're unable, like, you know, maybe they're not work. They're listening to this podcast right now and not working with one of us. And the other party is just way too difficult. They've tried everything. They're, they're not getting on the same page. And then their child is coming to them and saying, you know, I'm upset because at mom or dad's house, blah, blah, blah. And one of the tools, I'm just wondering if you can kind of, I don't know if this is what you would use for this situation or not. I think so. Um, but if not, explain whatever else, but the, the name it, frame it, don't blame it. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about this particular situation? If that's where you would apply this tool, what that is, or if you'd use something else in this situation? No, I think you're right on. I mean, that's <laughs> yes, absolutely. In this situation. And you're right in, in one home families as well. And just as a parent, right? These tools, it's kind of a blending of John Gottman. He's, um, he's out of Seattle and, and really wrote some amazing books on relationships and on parenting really came up with emotion coaching, you know, some evidence-based strategies. Um, and, and, and Dr. Dan Siegel also from the book, whole brain child. So it's really kind of combining, you know, some of this neuroscience with, you know, evidence-based practice is where we kind of came up with these pieces. And one is just name it, name the emotion that your child is experiencing. Oftentimes as parents, we can go a couple different ways. One, your child shows up, they're frustrated with their parent in the other home, we want to side with them because we want to point over here. I'm the better parent. I mean, we're just, let's be honest. I'm a really transparent therapist. So I'm like, I get it. Of course, like this shows up in one home or two home families, right? Like I get the point. I'm the better parent, but that's not what your child needs. Mm -hmm. One, what is that child experiencing in that moment? A big emotion and big, hard, uncomfortable emotions are hard to sit in, especially when you have a child brain, right? I'm not, I'm not an adult. I don't know how to process this. It's hard enough as an adult, but when we're little trying to process that, what am I feeling? Why do I feel like, you know, mom or dad wouldn't buy this for me, or this isn't here. They won't bring this to this house. Name it. So name that emotion, man, that must be really frustrating when your dad does that. I would imagine that's so confusing when mom said that and parents are like, wait, but am I throwing them under the bus? And it's like, no, you're naming the emotion that your child is experiencing. And then you want to frame that, right? Is talk about that must really be frustrating every time that happens. And I know that happens a couple of times a week. And then without, right, throwing them under the bus 
you're able to then say, you know what, I'm going to talk with your dad about that, or I'm going to talk with your mom about that. And that's an adult thing that we have to worry about. You don't need to worry about that as a kid, right? So you're sort of putting, you're validating the emotion that they're experiencing. You're saying it's okay that you feel that way. There's space for that, but you're not going to step in and throw darts, right? At the other parent because that's your child's other parent. They have a sacred relationship with them. They might've been a horrendous spouse or partner. Okay, but it's still your child's other parent and they have a right to love each of you in whatever way they choose. So that's kind of, yeah, I think that's a great example. That's so powerful. And I love the, like the scripts that are included throughout the course, because I know Jen and I, we love like practical tools and the examples that you use throughout the course are spot on. Like the things that I see happen between my clients, things I experience personally. Um, and because it's, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to apply even the best tools to your own situation when you're so emotional about it. So just to have those, those actual scripts where you're like, okay, that's how I would use it. That's what I would say. An actual sentence. It's so helpful and powerful. Yeah. It's it's so new for everyone. No one, it's a new situation, right? So yeah. To have those scripts of how you would actually say it. Yeah. There's no, there's Jen and I are always like, there's no manual. Like you don't get a manual when you have a child. You don't get a manual when, and so we're like, let's make one. Yeah. <laughs> that was our exactly. goal. Exactly. So. Yeah, for sure. And so just for um, a little bit more information for our listeners, uh, you, the course comes with a workbook, but then there's also video, which you can watch on demand, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, the course is made up of six modules and every module has a parenting component and then a financial component. And oftentimes we get asked, you know, well, what if I've already gone through the divorce or what if I'm just thinking about it and I'm, you know, we don't know if we're headed that way, you know, is it still relevant? And we've had people really across the board um, experience our course and really give us positive feedback in, in different stages of that timeline and walked away with really different um different takeaways. But the nice thing too, is that having access so that like we were talking about earlier, when people are are in um, survival mode and, and can't really absorb all of the information, being able to access the course and revisit it, you know, when it's, um, when they have a little bit more capacity or, you know, they're really struggling with something and they're like, oh yeah, I should revisit that, that course or that module within the parent team course. So um, yeah, it's, you know, we feel really strongly about just making helpful information accessible. And, and sometimes both parents take it, you know, we've got some counties in um, that they're making it, it's court mandated. um, And both parents will participate in the course. And we've got some people that, you know, one co-parent seeking it out and, um, and the other co-parent doesn't, but um, you know, I think regardless of the situation, it's it is helpful to your kid, even if one participates and the other doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other piece that comes with so there's the video content, which is great. You can watch the video or you can just listen to us. 
teach um, with your ear pods in. And then the, each video has that, that workbook that goes with it that's downloadable. And then the other piece that comes with the course right now is a parenting plan guide. Uh, so that's a really neat tool as well of, you know, if we have all different ways for individuals to walk through divorce and one of them is kind of what we call kitchen table divorce, you know, we're going to do it ourselves or use a mediator. Um, but it can be really helpful to kind of have more of a therapeutic guide, you know, what is this going to look like and how do we make decisions? It's the guide um, that I created and use in our collaborative divorce processes and, you know, I walk them through all of that. And so it's neat. Parents can just use it as sort of a talking tool. They've also filled it out in our county. Our attorneys love it. They take it and they just insert that with their formal legal parenting plans um, as an appendices. And then it's actually submitted. It's in their legal documents now. So it's, it's really neat that there's, instead of two pages of a parenting plan, there's 15 and it's it's their children. It's, it's the story of what their children's lives is going to look like. So it's really neat that uh, judges, attorneys, they're really seeing the value in that too. Yeah. Because I mean, you're going through, I mean, we've talked about this on the show. I know Jennifer, you've said this before when you're working with clients, like what, okay, this, this is our idea and that looks okay on paper, but what is this experience like for everyone on the day to day? you know, where is this, is this kid going back and forth and what does that look like for them? And, you know, what were they used to? And, and so, yeah, it's, it's so, it's so detailed, um, your parenting plan. And it really addresses these, like I said, the, the day-to-day things that when left unaddressed, um, cause a lot of conflict. Well, cause I, to me, it, it's a, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So they come to it thinking, okay, this is fairly simple. And then when I start to go through it with them, yeah, there's a hundred things that they've never even thought of. So, but they yeah, will I mean, encounter them yeah. in life when they, yeah. right. yeah, when they start to and live life. I, yeah. And I find parents really love that. So we'll be going through one of the decision-making the, you know, and I'll give them a topic, right. I'll give them a topic like curfew or something like that. And they'll be like, oh, no problem. Da, 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 da. And then I give them four or five examples from 20 years of working in this field. And they go, oh yeah, we need an agreement. (laughs) Yes, we, you know, and I just say, I know this sounds out of the box or what about the, what this decision will look like when a new significant other comes into one of your lives, you know, it changes everything. And so just really walking them through that. I think it's helpful to have a human kind of walk them through the different examples. Yeah, for sure. Um, Can I just, I want to be mindful of your time, but I wanted to go through and without giving away every detail of your course to our listeners here. Go for it. (laughs) Okay. Um, But I mean, I love the whole thing, but uh, another uh, part that really stuck out to me and that I've seen be really helpful um, with my clients who are, who are doing the course um, when you guys talk about the CEO and I believe it's the COO um, because a lot of conflict, um, that sometimes a, a lot of issues arise when you have the parent who had all of the information and the other parent who was just kind of on, on the sidelines, stepped in when they needed to, and now they've stepped up or they're trying to step up, but they don't have the information from the other parent and the parent who was managing all of the things 
typically says something like, well, F them, because where were they in the last 10, 15 years? Why should I give them the information? Why should I help? They should figure it out just like I had to, or, you know, they've got a girlfriend or a boyfriend so they can (laughs) figure it out. Um, So can you just talk a little bit about this, um, this concept of the CEO, the COO and walk us through that? Yeah, I mean, this came up um, a few years ago, just in a real life example with one of the families that we were walking through with collaborative and there was just this withholding, a lot of withholding, they had multiple children who were quite young, and a lot of withholding of information about the children, even what their favorite stuffy was. And it just took some time, some gentle guidance and a lot of compassion because I get it. I get, you know, when you're the one who is doing all of it, right? You're the CEO or another example would be like a principal and a teacher that can, if people, if that's more relatable too, right? If you're the principal or you're the CEO, you're really running the show, right? You've got the the little details. You're doing the appointments. You're doing all those things. You know, in your head, what five grocery you know, items you need that are your kids' favorites. Well, all those things are about your children and it's about their comfort and it's about them just feeling safe and whole in the world. And when we withhold that information from the other parent, how does your child feel in their other home? And I, I, I get that there's, and that's where the, the other tool that would come in there too, is that parent brain, partner brain, you know, being able to really separate out, okay, as, what's best for my kid from my parent brain versus from my ex-spouse or partner brain? Because I'm so mad at you right now. And I'm so frustrated because you never stepped up. You never did one doctor's appointment. You never did this. You get to be the fun parent, right? Mm-hmm. I don't get to be the fun parent okay, that's the reality, right? And you have done all of these things. And the way that I help guide that is, can you make, you don't have to do it all at once because that can also feel really scary for the CEO or the principal, right? Is I'm, I'm just going to handle it. What if they're not going to have a lunch that day? We use that example in the course. Will they be okay? Yeah, they'll be okay. A teacher will get them a lunch, right? And they might be really crabby when they get home and that other parent in that other home will learn they need a lunch. <laughs> and you know, so you're, what are some of those examples where your kids will be okay, but you've got to pull back and leave space for the other parent to step in because if they never have a chance to step in and step up, then they're not going to do it because you're enabling the behavior, right? The greatest way to change another human being's behavior is to change your behavior. So if I can change my behavior and do things a little different, maybe you'll step in and you'll start picking up the pace, right? Because they just, they want the other parent to step up. It's overwhelming to be the one to do it all. It's so hard. Sometimes as the other parent not step up. Yeah, I've seen that too. And it's really hard. And then we work on acceptance, right? Acceptance of what this looks like. But I think that's that CEO and that, and COO, right? Is the sort of the person who needs to step up and step in. And I have really honest conversations with both. Typically I do that kind of individually with parents. Um, But we talk about that in the course of just both those roles and validating what that feels like for each of you. It can feel really scary when you're the COO, right? Or in the other example, the teacher. I I don't know. I don't know what their favorite stuffy is. 
I don't, I don't know how many ounces go in the bottle. If they're older, I, I don't know what friends are appropriate for them to stay at the house. I, I've been doing, I've been the working parent more. I've been this, I've done that. Maybe I have been checked out. Okay, let's accept that. Maybe they've been struggling with, with depression or mental health challenges, but let's not penalize them and your child. Let's look at how can we use some other tools. That is so helpful. And yeah, the, the parent brain, partner brain, just the way that you kind of walk through this course with all those little baby steps, it is a very like gentle and compassionate guidance to, you know, really this whole transformation. Um, so I just, I love the way that it's laid out because this is, it's an emotional roller coaster, really. And, and, you know, whoever sh shoes you're in, whether you were doing all the things or you're trying to step up, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot for anybody. So the way that the course is done, it's just, it's so brilliant. And I really appreciate you both coming on to answer these questions and talk a little bit more about it. We're going to put links to you in the show notes, but do you want to just share with our listeners now sort of the, the best way to um, learn more about the course and to purchase it? Yeah, we've got, um, so if you just go to www.parentteam.com, um, you can access the course there. And, um, you know, we want, like we've always said, it's really important for us to keep things accessible for those that want the information. So um, most of the time we have a really robust um, Instagram and social media feed that has a lot of helpful tools and sharing other resources. Um, in, a, in addition, just being able to, yeah, if anybody wants to reach out, we're always, we're, we're happy to help. Also a blog. Um, we try to keep updating our blog <clears throat> just with more very, you know, realistic what's going on in the world. Um, working on one with, you know, just transitioning right now and people planning summer camps and stuff like that. Right. So it's, we try to update that blog. There's also a freebie on our website, um, where parents can just go in there and enter their email and download it. And it's, eight tough questions that kids ask about divorce. And again, that blending of how do I validate what's going on for them and not throw the other parent under the bus? And how do I answer their questions? And when do I not answer their questions? Because kids will come with tons of questions. It doesn't mean we have to answer them as parents because it might be adult content. They don't need to know that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one thing I'd just love to add, um, Jennifer and Ashley too is, you know, when we launched Parenting, we really thought we were going to be more direct to parents. And what we're seeing is that we've got this really amazing sweet spot of being able to help coaches like yourself, mediators, attorneys really partner with us to be able to give their clients the access to our content and our course. And we feel like that's been a beautiful, harmonious um, opportunity because they're already really have, have established the trust with their client. And, and now this individual that has already established that trust is now just layering on another resource that's oftentimes used in tandem with anything that they're working with their client on. So I just want to really highlight that too, as I'm sure that there's other divorce coaches and mediators and people that, you know, are, are at different um, 
different capacities as part of this, this puzzle and helping family units navigate. And so I think it's just really important um, that we highlight that as well. And I would say mental health counselors too, and different clinics. So we work with different therapists, you know, and they're like, how do I, how do I work with these co-parents and how do I support the child I'm seeing, or how do I support this adult I'm seeing? And so it's really neat. They've found the course really helpful and actually provide the course for their, you know, their clients and patients and stuff like that. So law firms, mediators, uh, mental health centers and things like that. And we go in and, and coach and train clinicians um, within mental health centers to help them because this is such an area. And I just had a school counselor the other day say, can you please come into schools? When I'm a school counselor, this is the most stressful population to work with because I feel like I'm going to mess up, say the wrong thing. And so helping school counselors is sort of our next, you know, can we get into school districts and really help train their teams on wow. how to support kids with two homes? That'd be fantastic. Well, what a phenomenal resource. I will continue to shout it from the rooftops. <laughs> Thank you. Here. I, mean, I think we would both love if it was court mandated in our area, that would be really amazing, but I'm, I'm sure that we'll just continue to grow for you both. So thank you again, Jen and Brandon for joining us today. I know it's very early where you are, so, and everybody has kids. So thank you for moving everything around so you could be with us today. Yeah, thank you guys. And thank you so much for the work that you guys are doing as well. And I think the more that we can it's this cool camaraderie of, of individuals and professionals that are looking to support these family units and just what we're doing is, is so important. And I, I'm really grateful to the work that you guys are, are doing for your communities and, and your followers, because it is so, so important. Yeah, thanks Jennifer and Ashley, we appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks guys, see ya. See ya. Bye.